further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy. You know what one of my favorite things is? What? It's when people come up to me after a retreat where I've like made space for you to speak. Mm -hmm. And then they say, man, I'm so glad Amy spoke because (laughs) she makes more sense to me than you do. Makes me laugh every time. because Like it's actually happened in some version or another multiple times. Which makes me laugh because I'm like, what? What? What was the point of saying that? <laughs> well, I like to think it's because I'm really approachable. Yes. <laughs> yes, that they feel like, you know what? She'll just so appreciate me telling them this. <laughs> so great. And I think you and I have talked about this before in yeah. other podcasts, maybe especially the one about analytical and intuitive, that mm. the beauty of our different voices is that we do connect with different people. Yeah. The unbeauty of these moments is, besides the fact I'm going seriously, thanks for sharing that. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with this information. It pokes at that underlying thing that's in all humans. Yes. Where we want to compare ourselves or we feel compared, right? Like when someone's saying that to me for some blessed reason, Jesus bless their hearts, they're comparing you and I. Mm -hmm. Maybe they think they're just complimenting your excellent speaking. I don't know. Or saying like, thank you for making space for her. Uh, That's what they're saying. I'm sure. You know, and and actually it's the whole comparison, competition, fear thing that keeps us from making space for each other. Like in general, all of us, you know. Yeah. And so today we are going to be looking and talking about comparison. What it does, what it doesn't do, the damage. Why? Yeah. How to walk out of comparing in an unhealthy way yeah mm-hmm. yeah so take it away amy this was okay. your bright idea i know it was well I'll, <laughs> some of the backstory is you know i was talking with a friend of ours that knows both of us mm-hmm. and they were they were gonna do a brave thing a brave thing and they're like man i'm not like you and michelle mm-hmm. and it, it's like you know so i can't blah 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 and i was like that's so fascinating because me and michelle are really different so what is the thing that you're think that we have the both the same that you don't have like it was one of those moments of like okay and then at the same breath both of us then me and my friend were talking about another friend doing a very big brave thing and we were like being like oh yeah our little steps of bravery are like nothing why is this a problem for us when this person (laughs) is doing a big like it was like we just had this moment of all of a sudden it was like there's a lot of comparison happening right here (laughs) what is happening and I'm just, your analytical brain is going, wow, the facts and details are Michelle and I are very different. So what is that? And I'm like, oh, isn't that nice? Of course, everybody wants to be just like us. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning the fun and the joy that we have. And a lot yeah. of this fun and joy couldn't happen if we lived in the tension of comparing ourselves to each other yeah. all the time. Part of what works, and it's not that we haven't struggled through this, because I think we both have. Yeah. We both have, like, total honest confession, like, let our listeners know. We have processed this individually. Yeah. The reason why what we do works so well is because we've intentionally shifted focus from comparing in a negative way to just the celebration and delight of Mm -hmm. how different we are being part of God's good plan. Yeah. Nonetheless, 
it will rear its ugly head from time to time for all of us. And so we kind of need to recognize it for what it is. And then what the heck are we supposed to do about it? Because let's face it, in some ways, I'm not as awesome as you. So Mm -hmm. now what? Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's true. Good good question. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I think, right? Like, I think sometimes for me, like, I can get almost tricked into comparison by like a sneaky thing of like, okay, well, you know, it's, you know, I do want to be really relational and friendly and welcoming to everyone like Michelle. So, oh, but I'm not like her. So I need to like try and be more like her to like, comparison can come in a sneaky way. It's not just like, oh, you're awesome. I suck. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it can be in all different forms, but I, for me, and I think for all of us, comparison, the root when comparison is happening is an identity thing. Yes, I would totally agree because I can be so inspired by excellence in someone else. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And it, there can be respect in that. There can be humility in that. And learning. And learning. And we, we want that. Mm-hmm. But the dark side of comparison makes me afraid to show up Mm -hmm. and there we know right away so yeah it can be sneaky but when my soul is withdrawing yeah from showing up that's how i identify my internal thing even if i'm going to physically show up this internal desire to withdraw and be hidden and not seen Mm -hmm. because i'm not going to match up yeah that is dark and you know what it boils down to for me for me Mm. idolatry Mm. And the flip side, right? Withdraw. Other people can be like, well, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to show up. I'm going to amp up. I am going to prove to everyone that I am better than this person. <laughs> there you go. Which we is have way. the spectrum yeah. <laughs> represented in Amy and Michelle. So if I think of that, either where it's my withdraw and not show up or my power up and beat everybody down, in the middle of it all is self. Mm. Ooh, yeah. No, right? Yep. And then as soon as it's there, it's like so gross. Mm-hmm. So gross. And it is this idolatry. I thought about this so much since you brought up the topic because I thought it was a really, really good, dry, uh, good, good idea. And I was thinking about how in the Garden of Eden, God says to the Trinity, I'm assuming because there's no one else there. He said, let us make mm-hmm. man, humanity, humankind, not gender, man, humankind in our own image and likeness. So, Here y'all are, image bearers of God. Mm, And the bait Satan brought to them. It's like, if you eat this fruit, you will be like God. Mm. So what is that, Amy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Intrinsic created in the image of God. You are an expression of creator God, the image of God. And there's this alluring lie out there that you will be something that you're not. Mm. Hope. I don't even have words for the poof of that thought in my head. Yeah. Yep. That Mm -hmm. is exactly it. Yeah. Hmm. So now what? So now what? Well, I mean, I can throw in some confession because that's good for the podcast and the soul. (laughs) I'm speaking this week um, at uh, an event in a church where I've not been before. And um, I was just feeling like really unsettled about coming up with exactly what I was going to say. I've written like umpteen different little messages in my head and not nail down which one or what I'm Mm. saying. So this morning I was like, okay, two days to go, God, we have got to sort this out. (laughs) And I recognized in my own processing, the thing that was limiting me from being settled in what I was going to say 
was a sense of, I'm not sure I'll be enough. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is an indicator of uh, some kind of comparison. Yep. Even if the comparison is a faceless right. thing, you can only not be enough if you're measuring it against something right. so that is enough. Some sort of standard of expectation they're yeah. going to have of me, mm. and I'll know if I met it or not. Because they'll have be happy I came. I'll get invited to speak somewhere again. Somebody will buy my book, right? Like, so I have all these criteria for success. Yeah. Your eyes are telling me that I'm on the wrong path there, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> no one can see your eyes, but our listeners are smart, so they also know it. So as I'm identifying the swirl, yeah. I'm okay, like, Lord, what is it? What is the anchoring presence mm. in here? And it was identity. Mm. Did you not just say identity a few minutes ago? Or am I, I think I, making I did. That up? I feel like, yes, 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 I you said did. it. It comes down to a matter of identity. So there we go. Look yeah. at us going like we almost scripted this intelligently. <laughs> Coming back to, again, to identity. And it was like, who am I? Mm. What do I bring when I show up in the room? Yeah. And I think that's the same conversation that when you're talking about your friend who is saying, I wish I was like Michelle and Amy. And we're like, please don't be like us. We like you. I know, exactly. What she brings is yeah. pure awesomeness to me. And again, I recognize there have been many times where I thought, oh, I wish I was like her because look at how awesome she is in this moment. And I don't bring that to this moment. Yeah. But so the answer for her was the same as the answer for me. What do you bring when mm. you come in the room? Yeah. Because you're the one with the assignment. Yep. And I think, right, it's like, who are you? What do you bring? And then the assignment. What have you been called to do? Yeah. Right? It's like, we are called to run our race. Mm-hmm. Man, if you've ever, like, tried to run a race by simultaneously looking over at <laughs> someone else, like, you're not going straight. Stumbling, you're tripping. Stumbling. It is like a hot mess, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, when we are clear on who we are, what we carry, and what God has called us, we can just go ahead. And we don't get, like, off base. I remember John Acuff in one of his things. Maybe soundtracks. Yeah, let's say soundtracks book. It's like comparison kills creativity. Oh, and that was exactly what I was experiencing this morning. Yeah. Yes. I was feeling very aware, just my own vulnerability and weakness in the last few months. Many times I felt like my brain is not clear, Mm. which is a really common story all through cancer treatment. But it was creating a level of insecurity in me. Mm. I'm not, I don't feel as smart as I was a year ago. And I mean by clear mind, mm. the clarity mm-hmm. of mind and consecutive thought and things that, you know, I want to do well when I'm speaking. But that little swirl of anxiety there was killing my creativity mm. when it came to thinking about what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Completely killing creativity, which again, our creativity is an expression of the image of God in us. Yeah, Creativity for you, creativity for me, creativity for my sister, our friend. It looks different in all of us. But as soon as we're wanting to be more like someone else that beautiful stream of God's spirit expression that's unique to us is quenched, Mm. blocked up. Mm -hmm. So it actually really matters. Like Mm. super really matters. So does scripture say anything about comparison at all? It does. It says a lot, but I have another thought first. Okay, then go ahead with the other (laughs) thought first. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. I'll forget it. Well, remember, we have to come back to the Bible because we're a Christian podcast. Yeah. So my question I was thinking in my head as you were speaking there the last little bit, what is the who am I? Identity question. Who am I? Mm. How do we ask and answer that question so that we can show up with confidence in that moment? Mm. Ask Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Every now and 
and then it's like you ask questions that I'm like I feel like you're looking for a particular answer but I'm not quite sure what the particular answer is so I'm, I, I'm not quite sure how I'm supposed well, to answer this I'm just so curious what the Amy answer is oh, going to be okay. because someone is going to say oh I'm so glad Amy spoke there because she makes more sense to yeah. me than Michelle <laughs> For me, like, for me specifically. What is your answer personally to the identity question? Who am I? I think it's like, who am I? I think I go to my um, couple of, like, persona things that I've done through coaching, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, who am I? I am a passionate, intuitive shepherd. Yeah. Called by God. Created in a way that allows me to do what he's called me to do. And so then it's like, okay. What does it look like for me to be passionate? What does it look like for me to be intuitive? What does it look like for me to be a shepherd? Yeah. Right? It comes back to that. And I, I mean, underneath that all is like someone who is like deeply loved and delighted in. Right. So we can all start with some really good theologically grounded mm-hmm. answers. You are loved by God. You yeah. matter. You make a difference. You're unique. You're delightful. All those yeah. things are true. And when you came up with that persona, in some ways, that statement you were doing war against some lies mm-hmm. that you were struggling that were limiting and inhibiting you. But yeah. how did you come up? So how did you come up with it? Well, that was I, like I want our listeners to be able to do this. Two hour process. <laughs> but it was just kind of like, it was like, okay, when I think about, you know, the times when we recognize were, for me, it was like the times that I recognize I'm showing up in ways that I don't necessarily want to show up in. What does that look like? Yeah. And then when I look at the future, it's like, how do I want to show up? What are things that really matter to me? What do I want to grow in? And it's kind of like those like identity statements that it's like you simultaneously are this and growing into it. Yes. Okay. It's who you are and growing into. This is right? so important. It's, it's the now and not yet. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> right. And so it was, it was like passionate. Okay. Someone that is like, has emotion and vibrancy and is engaged fully mm-hmm. okay that's something that I am and I want to continue growing in that intuitive is like listening to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. so it's like I want to be someone and I am someone who listens well to the Holy Spirit and then a shepherd someone who loves and cares for people yeah I am that and I want to get better at that yeah. and so it's like for me it was like that was an easy encapsulation of going for me going into situations where it's like oh well I don't know it's like no who am I yeah this is who I am and this is how I want to show up yeah I love all of this because the amount of as you're talking about it the amount of growth I see in your life since you crafted Mm. this statement Mm -hmm. is huge in your demonstrated behavior yeah which tells me it's incredibly important Mm mm-hmm And so, yes, all our listeners should ground themselves in what scripture says is true about them. You're created in the image of God. All those things I just said. And then get curious. Because even where you're describing some of these things, it's actually where the enemy was coming against you with the greatest Mm -hmm. amount of assault. You were not finding it easy to show up intuitively. You were comfortably going to analysis all the time. Mm -hmm. But you knew that God was inviting you into something. So you listen to what God had for you and said, this is true about me because he says it and I'm going to grow into it. Yeah. So it's not like this is what I've got nailed down. I don't want people to hear that. No. Right. This is what I have conquered and established as good and right and true about me. Not exactly. Yeah. We're always growing into what God says is true about us. So I think a next question for our listeners would be, A, what does scripture say? But then B, what does God uniquely call Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. What does he call you? 
or or another way would be like what happens when I show up yeah because that for me part of it I have a persona statement like you do but this morning when I was like trying to figure out what am I going to say and now you know 72 hours in front of a group of people I my moment was like I'm a catalyst of hope Mm. I actually know that's going to happen when I show up in the room I don't have to sort through that when I show up hope will be released oh okay that's actually just going to happen because mm-hmm. that's what God's worked into my life and is continuing to work in. So as even as I'm going to be speaking, I'll be able to declare what I know to be true and what I'm working mm-hmm. into, both of those things. Yeah. And notice in both of these things, there's been, in both of our discussions here, there's been no, I want to be more like someone Bruce. else. Right? <laughs> and then my... Next question that I think is a good one when it comes to like just doing war and comparison is like, what do I want people to experience when I show up? Mm. Not a false self, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I want people to think I'm nice and sweet. Yeah, that hasn't worked for me super Mm -hmm. well. Sooner or later, I blow my cover. (laughs) I'm mostly kind of sometimes nice and sweet and sometimes not. You know, what, what do, what is my desire that people would experience in this moment? Mm hmm. And it can't be that people would experience Amy because Amy's not the one that's going to be there, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and for our mutual friend that you were talking about having this conversation with, that's for her was like, what do I want to ex- people to experience in this moment was really a helpful focus for her. Yeah. Because then their eyes are not on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What do we want people to experience? My eyes are not on myself anymore. There's this greater love for the people I'm talking to that now is not self-focused. Yeah. And that's huge. So those two things are going to super disarm comparison. A, I'm not supposed to be somebody else. Who am I that God said? And B, what do I want people to experience? Mm-hmm. They're going, that focuses everything. I feel the lift inside of me, even as I'm saying oh, it. Yeah, that's an other focus. That's a, right, mm-hmm. as opposed to what's a, what am I going to get out of it? What are people going to think about me? What are, I mean, me, me, there's me, a me, lot me, of me. me. Yeah, exactly. A lot <laughs> me, of me's me, me, in me. there. So, this is probably a great time to tie in some scripture, Amy. Yeah, let's tie in some scripture now. (laughs) Well, I was reading in uh, 1 Corinthians because I was like, man, surely something in the, like, you know, we're all a part of the body and we're Mm -hmm. all different parts. I'm like, surely, yeah, that sounds good. And I, maybe it's just me. I'll let you know. I'll let, it's like, I've often looked at this and focused on the second half that like you know the eye can't say to the hand I don't need you nor the head mm-hmm. to the feet I don't I have no need of you that's the part I focused on but the front part the top part of this whole body analogy is about comparison because it says if the foot says because I'm not a hand I'm not a part of the body is it not on the contrary still a part of the body if the ear says because I'm not an eye I'm not a part of the body is it not, on the contrary, still a part of the body? And that right there is like compared. It's like, well, because I don't show up like this person, I guess I have no place here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is comparison and, right there. And, and Paul's you, like, this is not helpful, guys. <laughs> it's super not helpful because you make a terrible ear if you're an eye. Yeah. And I'll right away, if you ask yourself the question, what do I want people to experience when I'm in the room? You're going to find out what's in you. Yeah. And it isn't going to be the thing that's in the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So good. So actually, in earlier in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 4, Paul is navigating his own comparison challenge. Mm. People were saying, who's better, Apollos or Paul? 
I know. It's like, cheapers. if we can even get it straight in our own heads, then people come along and say, who's better, Amy or Michelle? Yeah. Or who's better, That's Apollo not or Paul? Yeah, exactly. So we've, <laughs> we figured out internally we're not doing comparison. However, <laughs> yes. now people are comparing... <laughs> externally and i mean my favorite part of this passage is i don't even trust my own judgment on Mm. myself i love that so a no i can't even make judgments about myself that i'm not good enough for this assignment i've been called to it i get to do it yeah whatever lane you're called to be in today and then he goes on to say what's given you the right to make any judgments he says "Uh, what do you have that god hasn't given you If everything you have is a gift from God, why boast as though it was not a gift? Mm. This is like that dark side thing where as soon as I deny what God has put in me as insignificant compared to what he's put in you, I'm diminishing. In comparison, I'm actually crapping on the goodness that God has put inside of me. Ooh, if you guys could see my face. Yeah, it's gross. Uh. No, (laughs) I mean, it's like a yucky face. Yeah. 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 Ooh, when you put it that way, it's like it really ups, ups the ante. It's not just that you're like poo-pooing on yourself. Yeah. You're poo-pooing on... Yeah. God. God. God's gift. God's gift. And it's so easy for me to pick this up in other people, right? When my kids say something <laughs> self-deprecating, I'm like, don't you talk away about yeah. my kids. <laughs> They're very well acquainted with me saying this. Don't talk that way about my kids. But we talk that way about God's kid ourselves. Yeah. When we're putting ourselves down and saying, I wish I was more like so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder how much that grieves the heart of the Father. Yep. And then any goodness that is inside of us, sometimes we're afraid of showing up. I think that's something Maya Angelou talks about. There's a poem she has about, oh, okay. you know, your beautiful daring to show up self mm-hmm. is going to make people uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, okay. I, which is like the, another nuance of this. If I show up fully owning who I'm created to be, it is going to make people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But again... Why would I quench the glory of God, which is his gift? Don't think it's you. It's not you. It's the gift of God. If there's something good showing up in me, it is the gift of God. Mm. So no pride or arrogance, nor shame and false humility. Yeah, that false humility thing is... uh, That is a... I'm sure we've talked about this before, (laughs) because that's a thing that I can get pretty passionate on. That is like just as messed up as... It's all the other... Like, that's not a good, like, oh, I'm so humble. I suck. I don't have anything. No, that's not humility. That's not humility. Mm-hmm. That is... I don't know what that is, but another it's Another excuse for me not to show up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's another excuse for not to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally it is. And Paul, I mean, he says this over and over again, so we know it's a, it's a human thing. Because in Romans, he also talks about the parts of the body in Romans 12. And um, he says, I give you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given mm. us. What an interesting statement. It's an, he he really likes that, like, get over yourself yeah. stuff. Because it says that in Galatians. Me- measure yourself by the faith God has given you. Yeah. What does that mean, Amy? Hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. That means that there's a standard... That's not ourself. Yeah. And your persona statement, this gentle, intuitive yep. shepherd, there's the, faith of God activated passionate in that. intuitive shepherd. Oh, sorry. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Get it straight, Michelle. It's not my statement. It's yours. I know. You have gentle in yours, right? I do. Yeah, I think I, I do. You just combine ours. Yeah. I do that often. But it's like by the faith that God has given you. So there's an element of faith yeah. to walking out this courageous identity that's not driven by comparison. Mm-hmm. And that faith makes us able to both humbly acknowledge we have room to grow so we can be inspired by other people. But it doesn't allow us to do that comparison 
death by comparison thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where we then back, where we back down because, well, I'm not as good a speaker, Michelle, so I shouldn't, I just shouldn't speak. I'm not blah, blah. So right. As a way to kind of excuse ourselves Mm -hmm. to not show up. Yeah. But like he, like Paul said in Romans, he kind of says the same thing in Galatians too. It says, for if anyone thinks he is special, when in fact he is nothing special except in his own eyes. So this is a weird, you know, kind of flip side of that. You gotta love it. He deceives himself. But then it's like, but each one must carefully scrutinize his own work. Then he can have the personal satisfaction and inner joy of doing something commendable without having to compare himself to another. It's really a liberating statement. It is, right? Where it's like, okay, we can actually have evaluation, not in like a, have you made it or not, but evaluate ourselves in a way that doesn't require us to measure ourselves against someone else. Yeah. We actually, I think we can look and see, okay, how much am I like Jesus in this situation? He can be our measure. Yeah, he should be. He should be, right? So it's like, man, I want to, okay, I want to love like Jesus. Okay, in this situation, did I show up with the love of Jesus? How did I do there? Well, you kind of zoned out and you could care less what that person said and then interrupted them and <laughs> walked away. like experience, Amy. Okay, well, that maybe wasn't, that wasn't okay. That wasn't showing up. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a way to evaluate our, our, our behavior and our motive and how we show up. Because I think that's actually important. The self-awareness totally of that is. without having other people as the standard. And without the spirit of condemnation. Yes. But the invitation yeah. to grow, our desire to grow and be like Jesus. Yeah. So I think um, all these things wrapped up here is that we should just be really honest and say we're all prey or subject to comparison. Yeah. It's just like, it's bait. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going away. No. In our social media world, for sure, there's bait there. Oof. And then there's bait in our actual circle of real life people. <laughs> right? The bait is there. Yeah. And Satan would love us to take it because it's going to quench creativity. Yeah. It's going to squelch the glory of God that is uniquely expressed in us. So I feel like the pathway forward is confess and repent. Mm-hmm. God, I have compared myself to someone else and I want you to cleanse me of this. Forgive me for the sin of idolatry. I just really like to name it for what it is because that helps me just face it head on. Yeah. The idolatry of self, the idolatry of the images of other people that I would admire in an ungodly way. Forgive me, Lord. Take it far away from me. I break agreement with the lie that I'm not good enough. Hmm. I break agreement with the lies of shame. I break agreement with, well, I guess for me, I just would shift that again and say, Forgive me, God, for wanting to withdraw and hide. Hmm. Or, as you pointed out, forgive me, God, for wanting to power up and push other people down so that I get raised up. Forgive me. Just be honest with him. And then, Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Would you talk to me about how you see me when I show up? I remember when I was going to the cancer clinic every day and I was wearing my shoes. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Mm -hmm. that in another story. And uh, I didn't want to wear them some days because I didn't want to be seen in the authentic, like, I feel like crap and I look like crap and I don't especially want to draw attention to myself. And I was kind of debating that day whether or not I'd wear Mm -hmm. my cute shoes that make people always start up conversations with me. And what the Lord told me that day was he said, if you show up, people will see me. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a mystery. But let's go into that mystery. How is it that if we show up authentically filled with his spirit, people are going to see Jesus? So I would bless our listeners to hear from God what he says is true about them. What identity statements does he have for them created in his image? And then I bless them to be not afraid to show up as they are, 
knowing that when they show up, people will see Jesus. And when people see Jesus, they're going to head further up and further in. Thank you.